This is episode 71 of the Get In My Garden podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Moskowitz, and today we meet my new friend, Kyle Perry, second generation horticulturist and regenerative farmer based in Tennessee. We discuss his new businesses, Beer Kashi and Native Soil Company, and learn about the double fermented Kashi he is creating from spent brewery grains. Then we talk about his fungal dominant soil product he has created and the awesome bioreactor he is using. We also talk about the alternative uses for Kashi grain, a little bit about no-till farming and vermicomposting. You can find Kyle and his companies online, nativesoilco.com and at beerkashi on Instagram. Follow this podcast at Get In My Garden and sign up for the newsletter on getinmygarden.com. Later this week, the amazing and talented Wania Tebow, primitive skills expert and survivalist, competitor and runner-up on season six of the History Channel show called Alone, which is also available on Netflix, will join us to discuss how we can all become closer to the earth and gain primitive skills. Then next week, we have the second half of my interview with Elton James and Kyle Perry. Hey, how are you? Good. Nice to cyber meet you. Yeah. Uh, pleasure's all ours. Thanks for reaching out. Of course. Do you want to give everybody a bio of yourself and tell us about the projects that you're working on? Uh, yeah, no, no problem. Uh, I guess we'll start. I'm a um, second generation horticulturist and I am... Um, Feature. I do most of regenerative uh, farming and um, Korean natural farming, more natural uh, farming practices, uh, ultra low cost farming, uh, Jadam, if you're familiar with that. I started Beer Kashi, a Bokashi composting company, uh, about a year or so ago. And, and then since then, uh, let's see, I'm doing a, a living soil that's geared towards indoor cannabis, uh, okay. native, native soil company, and uh, do some really cool stuff with that as well. Uh, we're actually growing the soil in these uh, on these bioreactors. Um, I think I talked to you a little bit about that the other day. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, they're actually uh, Dr. Johnson, David Johnson, in uh, he's actually from New Mexico University. Really? Oh, okay. He's a, a director of uh, a regenerative agriculture, and um, him and his wife they put together this bioreactor to make a fungal dominant compost. And it's really, really cool. The end result is almost like a clay instead of, a, you know, a, a fluffy compost and a very high fungal count. He uses this in his regenerative projects. He's pushing, you know, fungal dominant, fungal dominant. A lot of, uh, you know, our soils, there's bacteria everywhere, but the fungal counts are just very, very low. And so, um, you know, he is a, a he's pushing that uh, um, really hard and uh, just a really cool guy. A lot of good information from him, you know, um, uh, and the reactors are, are awesome. I'm not sure if there's anybody who's actually growing soil in the reactors. You know, um, doing a living soil, um, it's not necessarily just a composted super soil, um, but we're actually growing these in uh, um, bioreactors. That's totally wild sounding. I mean, what does that look like? What are the? Can you describe the device and what sure, exactly sure. takes so, place? Um, so it's it's about a six uh, foot cylindrical. We use a, a cattle wire all the way around, so it's just this big cylindrical, you know, uh, reactor, and you put big tubes down in there, PVC pipes, uh-huh. and you want to space them around. Um, and then once you fill the bioreactor up, you wait about a day and then you pull the tubes out. And then so it is it's an aerobic composting uh, reactor. So, um, and then what we do is we irrigate it once a day for about uh, 10 to 15 minutes. And the result is uh, after about one year, you got to wait one year. <laughs> you got to have oh, patience. Really? 
these things. Um, uh, after one year, you're left with this. It's almost like a clay, which is just highly fungal dominant. And so, you know, you use this in your teas, spreading around on the um, on the farm. And yeah, lots of really cool stuff. How are you planning on shipping that? Is that something that's easy to package up and get to people? The way that we're doing, we're not actually doing the compost. Um, it takes about a year to use um, for the bioreactors to finish into its a finished product. But our soil that we're growing, we're kind of doing a hybrid system. And it, uh, you know, about three or four months in the reactors um, is about, uh, um, you know, it's about the sweet spot um, for us. And then we pull a bioreactor down and then we bag the soil. And so we do that kind of on demand just to keep it really, um, you know, fresh and alive. And yeah, it's great. It's really, really cool. Native Soil Company. Um, check it out. We're kind of just, uh, I'm just getting our little start there. But the beer Kashi is also in it as well. And so we feature that with it. And uh, I know you're really big on the Okashi, uh, you know, forefront now. It's just, it's so awesome. It's great stuff. Yeah. Just two years ago, most people hadn't heard of it, I think. And now it's really taking off. Maybe I'm biased because all of my Instagram seems to be focused around soil, but like, I really do think it's peaking and now most people have heard of it in some way. Yeah, it's, it's great. You know, um, it's really uh, kind of one of the mo- the forefront movements of, you know, putting the power back into the farmer's hand, you know, teaching everybody like, hey, you know, you don't necessarily have to buy a bottle of nutrients to put on your plants. Um, you know, you can easily access this stuff depending on where you're at. You know, not everybody gets to live out in the country and have access to, you know, wild and native plants like we do. Some are, you know, in inner city and, you know, so we just offer you know, a chance to, you know, to help them do some stuff. You know, the Bokashi composting, you know, you can do indoors. Uh, it's really easy. It's a, it's a very low to no smell technique that you can compost um, cheeses with. I mean, you can put, you know, small amounts of oil inside of there, mm-hmm. meat as well. Um, I was doing an experiment and uh, I just plopped a whole pizza down on there. <laughs> and then, man, after a couple of weeks, um, you know, it was almost nothing. And there's a two-stage process to the uh, Bokashi composting as well where after a couple of weeks of fermentation, you'll actually bury it in the ground. And so, um, again, not everybody has access, um, you know, to to go outside and take a shovel and dig a big hole. But, you know, you can get by with that, um, you know, by like buying a big container uh, and then, you know, just keeping it in your house. If you're brave enough to dedicate that or, you, you know, your wife doesn't have a problem with it. Wow. So what would, I mean, if that were the next step of composting, Basically, the Bokashi is like fermenting it, right? So it's like you're creating a fermentation that is going to expedite all the composting. Absolutely. It's an anaerobic form of composting. So, you know, you're not turning it like you would in a regular compost pile. And, you know, the results, uh, I mean, you get very, very quick results with it. You're inoculating, you're basically inoculating your food with, you know, microorganisms and beneficial bacteria um, that uh, will survive in an anaerobic condition. And then as they compost it down after a few weeks, then you dig a hole and you put it back in there. And, uh, you know, I mean, a total of, you know, four to five weeks and you have compost that's ready to use. Gotcha. Um, so it cuts down the time tremendously. And it's, it's easy to, you know, kind of keep a bucket underneath your, your sink. So, you know, you just throw all your scraps in there. I um, personally, I, I'm a lazy farmer. I like, <laughs> I, I love farming, but you know, I love spending time with my family as well. And I, and I try to regulate and balance it as, as much as possible. But you know, I'd rather spend time with my friends and family more than, than gardening. I try to make it as most efficient as possible. Yeah. And the Bokashi composting is, uh, um, you know, it's really easy. I don't have to go over and put it in my compost pile outside. 
you know, I just throw it underneath in a bucket, you know, and let it roll, throw some kashi on top, then off to the next thing. So can you describe that? So you're getting the beer, the spent grain from the breweries, right? Yeah, yeah. Really cool. You know, when I I'm kind of thought about it, it's, you know, tr- traditional kashi is used with like, a you know, wheat bran or something like that, or, um, you know, a mill run, really whatever you can find. As natural farmers, I mean, we, um, we try to just use what we have, our natural resources. You know, this helps us build a community, you know, knowing, okay, well, the pig farmer's over here, you know, I can go get stuff over there, and then my buddy does vegetables over there. And so really allows you to meet the community. And I'm always about uh, reaching out. I reach out to several people a day, just, you know, hey, what you doing? I really like your garden. That's awesome. Um, you know, let's see, um, uh, let's see how we can drive those numbers down and your production up. And so, um, but the, the beer kashi, um, yeah, I was, you know, in Nashville where I'm at, uh, we're about 30 minutes west out of Nashville. Um, we okay. have tons of breweries out here. Um, tons of them, tons of them. And, uh, you know, most of these farmers have uh, contracts. Um, uh, um, most of the beer companies have contracts out to farmers uh, where they'll use it as, uh, you know, additional feed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they are kind of, they're really just creating to more organic waste and not really doing anything beneficial. And so teaching these farmers like, hey, you know, we can, we can take something that's just kind of given off we can ferment this off and even make it more beneficial. So you're creating that beneficial runoff. You can use it for chicken feed. We throw it in the coops. We give it to the goats, throw it out and let birds eat it. Because, you know, all of that's going through their, sit through their digestive system. Not only, you know, providing probiotics and, you know, helping out with everything, their microflora, but also they're redistributing that back into waterways and back into the ground. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's just this beautiful cycle and, and, you know, you don't necessarily have to end it. And so if we take this and ferment it, then we can kind of continue the process of help those beneficial bacteria and, and microbes um, cleaning up our waterways, help land regeneration and remineralization. That's so awesome. And how does that product, like, are you dehydrating it? Does um, it yeah, still actually, hold the same? Uh, we, we dry it out as soon as we get it. Uh-huh. Then I'll inoculate everything. Um, and then we'll put it off into a solid state fermentation for a couple of weeks. Um, and then I'll pull it out and dry it out again. But what I do is I like to double ferment my grains. Not a lot of kashi as, you know, the kashi wave is coming. You're seeing a lot mm-hmm. of kashis available and they're, and they're all great. I mean, there's, um, you know, there's not one bad bokashi out there in a sense. They're all really great and they're all kind of tailored a little bit different. But, um, you know, the main idea is there. So with all this waste coming out, you know, from these breweries here, it's like, hey, let's take this and, you know, make an agricultural product with it. And, That's um, awesome. You, know, you, you can feed it, still feed it to your animals, um, you know, for all these farmers here. Uh, but it actually it has, you know, beneficial effects now. Yeah. And so we're actually working with, um, uh, it's called the Tennessee uh, Sustainable Spirits Program. And uh, um, there's some really cool guys with the Department of Agriculture here in Tennessee who are teaching these breweries how to just be more efficient, more sustainable, and how they can lessen their footprint. So, which it falls just in line with beer kashi and everything. And so that's so cool. It's, re- it's really great that, um, you know, a lot of these, not just brewers, but the farmers are kind of coming along with this as well. I love to teach it. Nothing that I have is proprietary. I, I was taught how to do this and I, um, I love teaching people how to do this because that's where the real benefit comes from, you know? I agree. And most people want to support each other, so they'd probably be interested in supporting you and your business too. Yeah, absolutely. And they don't necessarily want to do it in the same, they want to learn about it, but they don't necessarily want to do it. 
Yes. Yeah. Or, um, or have the time or means to, um, you know, yeah. I mean, a lot of these farmers are incredibly busy and I mean, you know, they don't have time to dry beer grains and then stick them. On, <laughs> yeah, know, and totally. Mint them. And, uh, you know, I mean, they're off busy doing uh, lots of other things. So, um, you know, that's when, you know, it, it's best and just go ahead and if you want to pick some up, uh, you know, buy it, but I'd love to teach you how to make it. So, um, you know, you can really keep those numbers down and keep the profit up. That's awesome. Well, can you describe all the different things that people are using them for? So obviously it's like a supplement for animal feed um, because it's like a probiotic, but like, and then I think most people who research it might see small scale things happening where people use it in their kitchen, but like farmers are using it too. So yeah. Um, You know, and we're from a small scale to a large scale. I mean, there's so many different benefits that you can use from bigger kind of ag scents. This, you know, redistributing this over your land. I have a buddy who does a lot of biodynamic farming and regenerative farming as well. And, you know, he's like, well, you know, how do we get this on a bigger and larger scale process of, uh, you know, of, of making the kashi? Of course, we have almost an unlimited amount, you know, coming from these breweries here. One of the big breweries, they do about 10,000 tons a day. Holy Crap. But, you know, I mean, all this, you know, extra resources that we have, you know, can become really beneficial. From the big ag sense to even just the small farmer, we throw this in our chicken coops to help create, you know, a living floor. We also use, um, you know, a lot of Korean natural farming techniques there. The IMO collections, if you're familiar with that, fermented Mm -hmm. plant Mm -hmm. juices, which we add into our kashi as well. And so, you know, uh, we throw them in the horse stall. They have the the microbes will actually break down the organic material and eliminating your smells. So, you know, like no smell piggeries, um, a lot of people are doing in the natural pharmacists, throwing in their chicken coops. I give it to my dogs. I throw a little bit in with their dog food and they go relieve themselves outside. And man, that pile, you know, in a day or two, it's just uh, covered in this beautiful mycelium bloom and starting to break down. So not only are they Wild. only getting the benefits from the probiotics, but, uh, you know, it's, I don't have to uh, walk through a lot of landmines <laughs> anymore. They that's seem to kind so of cool. just uh, disappear. So what about for cannabis? Cause, uh, so that's going to be the product that you're kind of focusing on, yeah. at least with your soil. So can you explain, like, obviously natural farming is huge amongst cannabis yes. growers. But what is it exactly? What, what results do people well, get normally with those yeah, um, changes? You know, there's uh, lots of benefits. I mean, uh, we can, you can use it as a tea. So, you know, if you really want to kind of stretch it out, you can make a kashi tea. I build a lot of living soil beds. And so, you know, within these beds, these uh, no-till beds, there's a lot of organic material that starts to get piled up. And so um, with the addition of the kashi, it's just basically jump-starting and helping everything kind of break down. And so, um, you know, whether you want to use it for a tea application, feeding your worms, if you're doing any type of worm farming, I suggest everybody get into some vermiculture. It's pretty fun stuff. But another way to get rid of your waste, not necessarily waste, but turn it into something, you know, beneficial. Can you start with kashi and then go to vermicompost? Well, you know, you can add, you can add it into your worms love the kashi. It's really interesting, too, because I've done a lot of experiments, um, you know, without fermenting the beer grains. Uh, funny enough, worms, they don't like the grains really that much. I mean, you oh. think about it and it's like, oh, I mean, this must be a great food source from them, but they just don't like them until you ferment them off. And then they just become these, uh, um, you know, delicate little layer food sources that the worms, you know, love. So, you know, you can add it into your vermiculture 
any type of, even if you're running like an aquaponics system, you know, making your teas with this, um, you know, is, is a great thing. So, I mean, yeah, lots of applications um, for it. I make a tea sometimes and I'll pour it down my drain to help, you know, with the smells from the drain and just help unclog things too, so. Thanks for listening in. Later in the week, we will hear from Wania Thibault of Buckskin Revolution. And then next week, more from Kyle Perry and Elton James. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen from to get the latest episodes and leave positive reviews if you want to support the show. And sign up on getinmygarden.com if you want to join the insanely awesome email list. Until next time.